Welcome to Thrive with Trevor Huffman Podcast. Trevor will be sharing 20 years of his NBA, NCAA, and overseas basketball playing, training, and coaching experience to help basketball athletes, parents, and humans find their athletic edge and thrive. Thrive is a deep dive into the lives, routines, habits, and minds of the world's best mental performance coaches, leadership professors, pro basketball athletes, NBA and WNBA skill trainers, and thought-leading sports psychologists. Let Trevor help you find the edges of your comfort zone so you can thrive. Hey, everybody. It's Trevor Huffman, the host of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Ryan Stock. Ryan Stock is the author of Buddha Was a Baller, and he's a founder of the MindSport app for athletes and coaches looking for an athletic edge. What do we go over in today's podcast? Well, I'm trying to help you thrive, so we go right into it. Like, What do the top NBA, WNBA, top pro athletes practice daily with their mindfulness and meditation? Why are they doing it? What are they doing? We go into the 10,000-hour rule, why quality matters more than quantity, especially in our training, especially in our mindfulness training. Any practice that we do, we really want to try to bring quality reps to that practice. We go over self-awareness and non-judgment for youth athletes to pro athletes, how we can start to be aware of those values and goals and align everything in, internally before we go play or practice or train. And then, and then the, big, the big elephant in the room is why do athletes choke? And how can we start to help our youth to pro athletes understand that the practice of performance happens before the games? So I hope you guys enjoy my interview with Ryan Stock and look forward, leave, subscribe, share, let me know what you think. Ask me a million questions. I'm turned 41 today, and I'm super pumped to just be here and help in any way I can. A lot of athletes don't look at the mental mindfulness training as a muscle. Like, I need to work. Just like we go to the gym. We go to the gym to work out. We work on our skills. Not many athletes look at the mindfulness training or, you know, looking at their negative thoughts. Like, well, why do I... Well, that's a self-limiting belief. Why do I believe I... I can't do something after sports like, you know, start a, start a company, start, start an app or, and I think, you know, how, how, how does mind sport or how, how did you, I'm sorry, how did you go talk, you know, working with athletes? Like, what did you see their routines and their, uh, their practice like, whether it was yoga or what, what were some of the things that started working for those guys? Well, two, so yeah, two pieces to that. The first is understanding that it is, a practice like you just said um mm-hmm. that's why as an athlete it's called practice that's it's called a practice because it takes reps be successful in anything in your life this is the most simplistic but also the found answer to anything you want to be good at it just takes a bunch of reps so and quality exactly reps right on my, <laughs> you know, i yeah, always tell like yeah. you, you know the ten thousand hour rule with malcolm gladwell like i always argue right. with people i'm like no i could give me 5,000 hours of quality hours over 10,000 hours where you're just walking around the gym, rebounding, not really shooting very hard or going, you know, like, um, you know, so the quality of those reps matter as well. And so that, that actually is a great transition into what um, the second piece is for me. So it's along those lines. It's understanding, one, what quality is, and then two, um, again, practicing, you that bunch, but it's practicing or understanding self-love and and the balance and effort and ease and got that term because that's a big 
big part of, of yoga practice. Uh, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times mindfulness meditation, any, anything mental gets like, I don't want to be soft or, you know, that's not me. I want to be tough. A guy, girl, it doesn't matter. Mental side gets a bad rap for that. And that's not it. It's, it's just finding that balance of being too demanding, craving so much that it becomes unhealthy, wanting to be so great that it paralyzes you or like ruins all your relationships balance there and effort and ease and that's where the yoga comes into play because you're you're exactly right it's about quality reps and and then also having the awareness the self-awareness to understand okay when do i need to push my shoulder when do i need to not do anything physical today and and just do a five or ten minute meditation Mm. or if i'm starting to get better in my meditation practice and i've been going 15 20 30 minutes but i have a bad meditation that day or whatever it may be, to not be so judgmental, to just understand that, label that, you know, say I had, it's called monkey mind, as you know, but if your mind's buffing around on that day, say, okay, you know, monkey mind one, or anxious, or mm. me and my partner, thing, and not not judge yourself for that, just label that, be aware of that, and then move on from it. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's both of those components, is reps, and then understanding the effort and ease balance in that, so that it's a quality rep, but you're also not too, not too cool. Mm-hmm. And still pushing yourself to get the most out of the mental training that you can. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like I know I struggle with getting, you know, building a habit that's new, like meditation or yoga. It's really hard for it's really hard. It was really hard for me. It's still really hard for me. I feel like because it doesn't feel like I'm working. You know that that sweat, that feel that you're like, oh man, I just right. got, I just put in work on the court. I release this yeah. mammoth amount of energy, and you know it's it's taken me it's taken me time to 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 transfer like my my perspective my construct of of work was you know sweating working hard throwing weights around competing and now the work you know you almost have to rotate the entire picture around or the ball and look at the other side of it and now say yeah well how do i re- how do i feel when i when i do yoga and, and and meditate because i didn't i didn't put a ton of physical energy in but you know, the rest of the day, my I felt good. I felt relaxed. I was breathing better. You know, I, I took I took my time. I was observing how what I was feeling. I was more present. And I think yeah. I think that's the hard part for athletes. You know, I, I'm just talking anecdotally for myself. Like I always oh. felt like, well, I need to have this like this epiphany moment. Like, oh, I'm mindful. That's not for you. You know, yeah. yeah like that's not how yeah. it works. It's opposite kind of of what we're used to. Yoga is really slow. Basketball is really fast. So you have this this yeah. huge extreme. So I think for basketball athletes, especially or or any you know any athlete really that's used to that release of energy is different. You know, this is different. You have to slow down. You have to. And I think I'm hoping mind sport can help me stay on track. I don't know. Will, will it or is this like some the way we do it? Um, real quick, and then I'll back to your this is the point you're making because I think that's important too. But mm-hmm. so what we do the way the series is set up, we begin series like meditation one oh one essentially. The first week we essentially hold your hand and say this is how you meditate. There's different sessions for the different emotions you're thinking and feeling. This is what your first week. And those are all quick hitters, two, three minutes. I think by the end of week the most we sit for is like five minutes. Uh, and then our goal by the end of week two is to be able to sit for 15 minutes without any music. So some of the others, especially that first week, they have music in the first 30 seconds or a minute. 
mm-hmm. kind of ease your your monkey mind into things. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, by the end of week two, it's the, the goal is to get you to sit for fifteen minutes and and be okay. That doesn't mean that your mind's not going to jump around. It doesn't. You're going to be able to quiet your mind that that entire time. The mind still wonders. Even one of my favorite quotes is the Dalai Lama said. Someone asked him one time, and, and for those that don't know, the Dalai Lama is probably the the highest up as far as meditation and mindfulness is concerned. But somebody asked him one time how he's able to not get angry anymore, and he was like, "Oh, I still get angry." He said, "The only difference now is I'm able to get over my anger quicker." than I used to. So it's not that even the highest level meditators or highest level mindful athletes mm-hmm. don't still feel anger, don't still feel frustration. It's that through the use of app, the app like mind sport and meditation and mindfulness in general, you get over these emotions quicker. So you're able to get back to your baseline and your, the highest version of yourself um, or, at a quicker moment. Yeah, sure. or you witness that emotion. Like I had, you know, a lot of athletes I coach, half the time, they're not observing what what is what is going on, you know, with that emotion. What are you feeling? Why did you just freak out? You turned the ball over five times, and now they're just like, you know, you've seen every athlete do that. It just right. yeah. it, it takes them up to the lit, uh, the cliff, and then it just drops them off because they can't they can't observe the emotion, they can't uh, witness the thoughts going through their head, and and they can't bring themselves back and get over it and move on because you know yeah. it's always the next play. Yeah, that's, you know that's um. Yeah, and that's a great point. That's the definition of, of what mindfulness and meditation. So so again for those that don't know, mind just the ability to 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 stay present, to be present. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not thinking about the past, you're not worried about the future. You're instead present. Um you're observing thoughts, you're feeling sensations, you're noticing heat cold, noticing the breath. Mm-hmm. Um the breath is generally what, what most meditation practices. That's all that means is is staying present. Right. So one of my things is, is called the sacred pause, which is exactly what you're talking about, right? And all that means is I'm driving the ball down the court in the middle of the floor in transition, and I'm trying to make a move at the top of the key. I lose the ball, right? So most people's reaction, like what you just talked about, so our snap reaction is like foul the guy or make a second mistake that's going to compound that first mistake that we already made, right? Well, what the sacred pause is, is the difference between reacting what you just and what's known as responding, which is just taking a deep breath. Sometimes if it's something that really frustrates the hell out of us, it takes four or five deep breaths. It's taking that one moment, that one deep breath, so that when I turn that ball over, instead of snap reacting and just fouling the hell out of somebody, I take that deep breath instantaneously. And this takes a lot of training, like you mentioned. You know, it's not something you can just flip a switch and, and do instinctively. And repeatedly, it takes practice. But when I have that turnover, instead of fouling the guy right away, I take that deep breath. I sprint back on defense. I get the ball stopped in transition. You know, the defense floods in behind me. And so now we get a stop. And instead of maybe it's my third foul in the first half because I, I snap reacted, I take that sacred pause. I use that mindfulness practice. Okay. I breathe. I sprint back. I get the ball stopped. We get a stop on defense. I get to stay in the game. We don't lose any momentum. And now we're right back where we mm-hmm. were. So that, that sacred pause, the difference between reaction and responding thoughtfully, that's a huge part of mindfulness in general. For sure. You know, I had a couple guys, you know, this year that I coached um, some Montenegrin guys. I don't know if you've ever coached a Montenegrin before, but let me tell you, they are wired 
for competitiveness. Like, <laughs> like it's unbelievable. And I was like, yeah. I got, I got to find a way to get him to, you know, to slow down and, and get them to, to breathe. Like they just, it just rises like a tidal wave, you know? And yeah. sometimes we do, they do well and, and control their emotions and, and, uh, and I, you know, I'd always be like breathe, stay, stay, pre-, you know, like stay in this. You can't react every time a ref makes a bad call, like it's the end of the world, you know, or you're gonna fight somebody. Like, but there's, you know, it's a, uh, it's interesting because I think athletes on some athletes play better when they're when they feel emotion, you know, when they're tapped in. And and I would talk a little bit about that with my cousin too. And you know, I was one of the athletes. I like to be in a peaceful state. I like right. to I like to slow everything down. And, and uh, for me, that was, I'd listen to Enya before games. I wouldn't listen to rap or drink Red Bull. If I did that, I'd have 10 turnovers, you know, and I was a mess. Like if, if, I, if my mental thought was all, everything's moving fast and doing this. And, and I think, so there's, it's a different, it's a different um, script for every person, what that routine looks like, what they, what energy level they need to be at. But I think most importantly, you want to be able to be present. Like you're saying that mindfulness and you got to work at it. Hey, basketball parents, coaches, and athletes. One of my favorite adapted quotes is, we do not rise to the level of our basketball goals, but rather we fall to the level of our basketball training system. Why do I say that? Well, I want to help all your basketball athletes, kids, or players figure out how to chase their basketball dreams in a smart, systematic way. So I'm offering my live online basketball training community today and get a free week of virtual home basketball workouts streamed into your garage, your living room, your basement, your driveway, and you get to work out with the pros. All right, we do this every week, and for the first time, your kids will have direct access to me, sports performance trainers, other pro coaches for as little as $25 a month. If you're interested, please visit trevorhuffman.com or text me, quote, Huffman Club with your full name at 810-771-8622. Again, that's 810-771-8622. Yeah, well, I think you bring up a good point, and this is what I was talking a little bit with after the knees, and this is where the the DISC behavior assessments was really eye-opening for me. And so what DISC behavior assessments are, four letters, D, I, S, and C, are the four different behaviors that all of us have some combination of all four. So the D behaviors, that alpha male, that a female that you were just talking about, like a Draymond Green that just wants to win everything. Mm-hmm. And the real extreme version of that is a guy like Draymond that, that gets paralyzed by it sometime, you know, mm-hmm. that it lets, it controls them. Like he kicks so, a dude in, in the groin or he, he makes, he fouls. Like, what are you doing? For game six. Yeah. And not yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the high version of the D. So eyes is the next behavior. These are the real high energy guys or girls. It's usually the, the loud person. They're always talking. They're always joking. They like to be the center of attention. But again, that can be a negative for them because if they're not getting that attention, if they're not getting that recognition, um, then they can struggle. So that's the balance that they always fight. They, they like to be loud. They like to be vocal. But sometimes they can talk too much or if they're not mm-hmm. getting the recognition they feel they deserve, um, mm-hmm. then that can be the less successful behaviors for them. Uh, S is the really good teammates. Right, so this is the one that wants to bring everybody along, wants to make everybody. I'm happy. definitely an S, <laughs> um, and so that's great. The majority of the population, especially in athletics, they are S's. It's something like almost fifty percent. But again, the so then the less the less helpful behaviors that an S can display is they want so badly for everyone to do well 
that at times they can slow everybody down because um, at some at some time some point people are going to have to fail right people are going to have to learn through their failures learn through their mistakes and that's hard for s's to let people fail or leave people behind the other thing that that can be less helpful for an s is they want so badly to help everyone that they'll take too much on their plate and that can be overwhelming for them. They want mm -hmm. so badly to help everybody that they'll try and do everything. Mm -hmm. And that can start to really weigh on their shoulders. But see, the last behavior is a real analytical person. So this is someone that's going to be driven by statistics. A lot of times these are in the professional world, like accountants or engineers, people that that only think by facts and figures. And if, if it's not presented to them in that light, then they don't really care. They're not driven off of emotion much at all. They're, they're analytical yeah. people. So I explain yeah. all that because you're right. And that's where the effort and ease topic that I was talking about a little earlier comes into play because everybody's motivated differently. Everyone communicates differently. Everyone's going to be driven differently. We have to be aware of that. That's why that understanding is so important as coaches and athletes both. But no matter which of those behaviors you are, Having the awareness, first of all, but then also being able to integrate this, this mindfulness, this mental training so that you're aware of it and then also able to balance that and even modify it. You know, you may need to modify your behavior. Mm -hmm. So say you're an S, you may need to be more of that D behavior sometimes and be more competitive and be more fiery. A D may need to be a better teammate every once in a while and not try and kill everyone all the time mm -hmm. like Draymond does. Same with those I's and C's. Sometimes a C needs to be less analytical and not as fact-driven and have some more fun with his teammates or be a little more competitive. So yeah, we all have to, to modify and be aware of those things. But no matter which of those behavior styles you are, being able to, to take practices like the sacred pause, being able to control your breathing, being able to integrate all these teachings, it's, it's going to make you a better athlete no matter which styles you prefer. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well... I think we're about 35, 40 minutes in. So, you know, I usually try to keep it short. I know attention spans these days because people don't practice mindfulness. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're like mine. I got... The only thing I'm watching right now is the Tiger King on Netflix. That's about the only thing that keep my I'm attention. I that too. Did you? Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, that was a good one. To finish, I guess, just, you know, at the end of this plug, you know, I want you to tell everybody about what you're... You know, how they can find you, reach you, find your app, yeah. books... You know, talk a little bit about your experience working with athletes and what you've found is really important for athletes to focus on when they're first starting off and in, in, in this kind of stuff because it's a new world for a lot of people. Yeah, so I, I guess my advice for the younger levels, so youth to high school, even college, is understand that the highest level athletes are still going through all the stuff that you're going through. Don't think that it makes you soft or weak because you're having some of these experiences that we all have. So have that awareness, first of all, like you and I alluded to a little bit earlier, the highest level athletes are going through the exact same challenges that we're all going through. They may have more resources in place or um, not discussing as much in the open light for a variety of reasons. Some of that stuff even gets into like contract negotiations and, and things like that, that, that mm -hmm. a lot of the younger levels aren't even aware of. But understand that that's happening at even the highest level. So don't let that frustrate you. Don't let that dissuade you from recognizing what your frustrations are, what your anxieties are, that you need to work on the mental side of your game too because everybody's doing it. Jordan and his bulls did yoga and meditation with Phil Jackson. Then it went on to Kobe and Shaq with Phil when he went to the Lakers and now Steve Kerr and a lot of the Golden State guys integrated. And you're seeing LeBron do yoga. 
Miles Turner reshaped his body, lost like 20 pounds, transformed his career because of hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Love, as you talked about, he's a spokesman for MindSport. Mm-hmm. So everybody, I mean, Ricky Rubio has even been caught meditating on the bench some. The highest levels of guys are, are all doing it, and they all need it because we all have, have these thoughts, have these fears, have these frustrations, and, and we, need, you know, we need the mental side of our game. So um, I mean, it's like stress is stress. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's got to learn how to deal with stress. And... Yeah, and the, the last thing I'd say with that, because that's a great point, is if you're hurt, if you're injured, you wouldn't try and like plan your rehab or treat your ankle that's sprained or, you know, fix your shoulder on your own. You'd go see a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the same's true with, with your mind. If you're having some stuff that's starting to become out of the norm, or even if you feel like you're in a good space, use some of these resources like MindSport, you know, like what we're doing, because just like you wouldn't try and fix your body or fix your car on your own. The same is true with your mind. You need, we all need some, some resources in place some people to talk to yeah. um, another perspective on things to keep us healthy. Just like we wouldn't try and do any of that other stuff on our own. That's so true, man. It's guidance, you know, yeah. like, I don't know how to yeah. fix, I don't know how to fix your car, but I might yeah. be able to fix your jump shot. But you know, like <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not trying to fix my own alternator, you know, cause I yeah. know that I need guidance, you know, and yeah. I think the mental stuff, people, they're just so they're in their head and they don't even realize it. Like you said, the monkey mind just up there yeah. chattering away. And yeah. uh, when, when you start to get and look at it from, from an observer or a witness and you, and you can look at it and say, Oh, I know what he's talking about now. That's like the beginning yeah. step for me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, that's a great point uh, because the first step, a lot of people get frustrated with mindfulness and meditation because they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm not good at it or my mind's wandering. That's actually the first step of being successful in mindfulness and meditation is when you notice that you're wondering, that your mind's jumping, mm-hmm. and that's the first step. You're becoming aware that your mind's hopping around and that you're having these thoughts, and that's actually the first step of success. And that's yeah. the first step of awareness is when you can say, oh, they're, you know, they weren't my mind or whatever. Yeah, there goes and my monologue. Already, you're already succeeding. Yeah, I am. My brother is uh, he's a three-on-three player. He plays. He's trying out, tried out for the Olympic team with Robbie Hummel, and and yeah. uh, you know, it's a new sport. But he was he's super uh, super he was super motivated. They won the World Cup, and he got he didn't get chosen as the uh, as one of the three players. And you know, of course, now the Olympics it's not going to happen. But, you know, we talked about, I said, what do you, you know, what do you think about when you play? Like, do you ever, do you ever get caught like watching your monologue? He's like, I don't, I don't have a voice. I don't have a monologue when I'm playing. He goes, I actually think in shapes. I see like pictures. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was like, what's wrong with you? You you know, but he's, (laughs) and he, he said that he had read a book, you know, some people have monologues. Some people also see, see shapes, visions, pictures. And I was like, man, I wish I was you man, yeah. meditation must be easy for you. You know, like he just wow. sits yeah. down, but you know, it was just interesting because I think everybody's a little different and I think everybody's got a different routine and a different awareness that they can have and, and start developing. So now I appreciate yeah. you uh, being on, on, uh, on, on Huffman basketball and coming on to the life of pro athletes, overseas athletes. You know, I interview a lot of those guys. So Great. really, you know, appreciate your, you, you helping these guys, the parents, kids, coaches, so yeah and you talked about it um, a little bit earlier but if i can help anybody any of your listeners or anybody that's watching this video um definitely reach out on so mind sports an app that it's free to download so be sure to download that check it out and then our social media platforms for mind sport in particular it's actually 
at my mind sport, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then anybody can message me individually, man. I've got again, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, most of my handles on there are am Ryan stock, uh, mm-hmm. am Ryan stock. So anybody wants to message me on that, I'd, I'd be happy to take some time out and answer any questions anybody has help any way that I can. So I'm here, I'm here for your listeners and viewers as well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll probably be the first guy to call you. So <laughs> that sounds good. This is Billy. I got a problem. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, again, thank you, and uh, we'll I'll, I'll um we'll be in touch, man. And with gratitude, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I love staying connected with like-minded people too. So it's it's been a pleasure for me as well, man. I enjoyed it. Thrive.